This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I'm so impressed with you guys. You have this whole thing down. It's so cute. (laughs) (laughs) We're having fun with it. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters, where we discuss all things health and well-being to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. Hi, I'm Amy Sherman, a marketing exec with a passion for wellness and beauty. Hi, I'm Katie Chandler, a former fit model that has a passion for health and fitness. We are sisters-in-law who share the same love for well-being, ready to sift through all the self-care noise and bring you a splash of what we think is fun. So let's get started. In today's episode, we chatted with Zoe Feldman of Zoe Feldman Design. Zoe is a phenomenal interior designer. She has been at the game for 15 years on the East Coast. She graduated from Parsons in New York City and worked under internationally renowned interior designer Alexa Hampton for the beginning of her career. She's full of great tips. Yeah, she did, Katie. And I really loved her advice on giving your home a cozy vibe. And guys, make sure to stay tuned until the end because she gave us great insider tips and what city she's currently inspired by. Um, And also listen to find out how she gives back to the environment because I was really inspired by that. So here we go. Welcome, Zoe, to Nirvana Sisters. We're so happy you're here. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hi, Katie. Hi, Amy. Hi. So good to see you and hear your voice. Um, And we are going to be talking to you about all things designing a home, but specifically how to design a home that really nurtures your well-being and makes you feel really good when you're in your space and makes you feel cozy and balanced and calm. And I know that you're really good at that, which is why we wanted to talk to you on the show all about it. Well, you know firsthand if I'm not. So that's good to hear that I am. (laughs) We usually start the show, Zoe, with something called a weekly nirvana. And it's really just a way for us to talk about like, what was our high moment of the week? What was something positive that happened little or big that just brought us a little nirvana or joy or happiness to our week? So I can start. This one is kind of relevant to our theme today. So I got, Zoe, you'll be very proud of me. I bought a new rug for my home office, which wow. you know very well. And you didn't and it, call your decorator. I didn't, I didn't call you. Um, <laughs> I made, you know, an executive decision and I bought a sheepskin rug, cool. which is so cozy. And it's my Nirvana of the week because I got it not expecting much. It was like, I found it on a deal on Overstock and I got it and it's gorgeous and it's big. And it's like every time I walk in my office, my feet, when I walk on that carpet or the rug, it's so soft and cozy. I feel like I'm like walking on a cloud. It is so amazing. So every time I walk in, I'm just like, ah, I feel so good. And now my dog's like obsessed and napping in it all day long. So Aww. that was my nirvana of the week. It was such a fun little um, thing to have. So love. That. I thought you'd appreciate that. What about yeah. you, Katie? Mine, we decided mid-school year to put my preschool or my three-year-old into school. We kept her home because of COVID. And now I just feel like, you know, vaccines are being administered and the schools are staying pretty healthy. And she has been begging me to go to school. So we're going to do it. She's going to go two days a week. And she's just so happy. I mean, it's, I'm, my nirvana is because of her happiness with it. And also I'm super psyched. It's going to open up my schedule to dive more into Nirvana Sisters, which I'm really excited about. Yeah. Zoe, what about yours? 
Well, I thought about mine um, briefly, and this was, I, I feel like, an unusually tough week for the country, so it was a little harder to think of things, but mine is, I think, a little bit in line with yours, Katie, in that my two-and-a-half-year-old is starting to successfully potty train. So, Ooh, that's <laughs> a bad one. <laughs> free school, she goes two days a week as well, without um, a pull-up on, and she didn't pee in her pants. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was major. That's mage. Yeah. It's pretty major. We're just, I feel like my friends were over last night and one of them was changing their baby's diaper, like their two-year-old's diaper. And I was like secretly thinking, oh, I think I don't have to do this much longer. (laughs) 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 So yeah, that's great. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, congrats on that. Yeah. Congrats. Let's dive into this uh, quick fire because we just want our listener to get to know you a little bit. For starters, you're an amazing interior designer. How long have you been at it? Okay, so 22 years, which I hadn't have never wow. allowed, and makes me sound like I'm 70. I'm not. I got started when I was like 12. No, but I started <laughs> very young, and um, yes, I've been doing it for a really long time. Right out of fantastic. So you got into the business, just, it was something that you decided you wanted to do in college. You went to Parsons, is that right? I went to Syracuse for undergrad and no, I didn't, I thought I'd be a journalist. And then uh, I didn't get into, I didn't even attempt to get into Newhouse the traditional way, which would have been, Newhouse is an incredibly good journalism school that I did not qualify for directly out of high school. And I was told that you could get in a bit easier once you get into school in any way I never even bothered to try to get in when I was in college. <laughs> I must not have really wanted to be a journalist, but anyway. But uh, I took a job in advertising my first year out of school and was terrible at it and realized I hated commercials and felt like I needed a new job. And so that's when I went back to school. I thought I'd do fashion. And then my mom reminded me just that I l- always kind of noticed when she would change something in the house or and thought, oh, what about an interior design? Which I don't, for some reason, I'd never thought of as a career. And so then I looked into a program at Parsons and enrolled in the program. And because it was more of like a continuing education type program as a certificate program, I had a bunch of free time. So then I, so I guess I was about 22. So then I asked my mom's fancy friend who lived in Manhattan, who are like the best interior designers. And she gave me a few names and one of them was Mark Hampton. And I called and got an internship there. That's amazing. What a great place to start your career. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So what what would you say is your aesthetic? What's your favorite way to style a home if you have, you know, one signature aesthetic? You know, that's such a hard question because I don't think we have a signature aesthetic in the way that uh, some firms or some designers where you can sort of all, like, always kind of tell their work. I think that our work is a little bit more evolving um, and but I think that there is a signature in that we tend to do, we tend to use a lot of tension in our work. So we like to create timeless spaces, but also modernize them. So I think that's probably present in all of our work. We also use color in different ways, which I think people notice a lot. I think at the end of the day, we're probably modernists and that we like things to feel relevant. But I don't know, that's kind of like, I don't know that we have like a signature look. Yeah, I, I mean, I love your style from what I exactly what you were saying. It's like it's classic. You're without a doubt classic and chic, but still have a modernity to it. And it's fun. You're it's very like Amy's house is so fun and sexy, but still really laid back and organic. It's beautiful. Thank you. And yeah. I, you know, a lot of it is the client and the building that we're working in. Right. So 
I think we really pay attention to that and that excites us. We get excited to be working in like different periods or different types of homes and things. So nice. Nice. Zoe, what is your number one tip for making a home feel cozy and warm and uplifting? Because when we talk about kind of feeling happy in your home, like what do you think those elements are? I think it's important for it not to feel, uh, what would be the word, like too static. Mm-hmm. So you, I think that it's important to inject yourself into it, right? So you don't want to walk into a space and and not understand at all who the person is. This is a, my personal feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I want to walk into a space and, and as I explore the space, have some understanding of who the person is, like whether that's through a book collection or a decorative collection or through it, like photos. So I think making sure that you infuse your personality into it is important. I think art helps to warm a space very much. It kind of, for me, is the finishing touch on any space. I think without art, it tends to feel pretty sad. I think Amy and I experienced that. We're at the end. We're like, okay, let's get some art up and like get all of that going. I th- fresh flowers, I think, make, or even like forged flowers, right? Like going or forged branches and things, like having greenery, like because that's like alive, mm-hmm. right? I think. So probably right. flowers, like, right. So um, greenery, yeah, I think probably really good beds, really comfy beds. <laughs> I feel like are really important. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> the, greenery, a good one. the greenery and the flowers is such a good tip, though, because it's so accessible and easy. It can be done at any given point, right? Yeah, I mean, I go out to my backyard and do it. Nice. Just grab some branches and they get, end up getting really sculptural and, and it's free. Yeah. And it brings in that, that warmth and to your point, feeling that something alive is in your house and Mm -hmm. warming it up. What about favorite products or like, I'd like to say like a hack for the home. Like if someone just wants to kind of have a few things to bring into their home that makes it feel cozy. I mean, is it like candles? Is like, what are the things like little objects or pieces that they could bring in. I mean, we sort of talked about it, but is there anything else you can think of that could just, you know, transform the space a bit? Yeah. So I think foraging for, um, for branches and things like that outside is a quick and easy one that everyone Mm -hmm. is obviously free. Yeah. I think scented candles are nice lighting a candle seasonally. I mean, obviously having a working fireplace is always going to help Mm. whether it's gas or wood burning. I guess wood burning gives a little bit more of that cozy smell and feel, but we can all get behind gas too. I think making sure that you have large enough rugs, you mentioned rugs in the beginning, making certain that your rugs are large and comfy and things like that, that tends to cozy up a space pretty quickly. And also I think window treatments, people I know don't really want to spend the money on window treatments much because they are, they can get pretty expensive though. There's a lot of ways now I think that you can do more off the rack but they do tend to cozy a space. Now, something I noticed about Amy's home is that it's it has that like really natural organic feel. And I think that's also because Amy, you spoke to wanting to pull on that like West Coast California style. But what are some textiles or, you know, fabrications that w- that bring in that natural organic feel? Because Amy has, you have a lot of white, you have, is it is it linen that I see? Like what, what are the textiles that the listener could 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 put on their sofa or you know, a, a wood color that they might want to use. Yeah. So if you're looking for kind of more of what, like a kind of Cali, like organic vibe, right. Then you want to stay in a kind of organic palette. And I think that's an, it's important to understand that that doesn't mean that it all does have to be white or natural. There's a lot of tones like um, ochre, which is like a really deep yellow or russet, which is going to be like a really warm red, orange, like a, um, 
kind of like a burnt, like cayenne type of color, mm-hmm. um, olive greens, which we actually did use at Amy's. So uh, there's a lot of organic tones that are outside of those neutrals. But yeah, I think thinking about more casual and textural fabrics, so linens and like raw linens and like boucles and like wovens versus things like silks and velvets, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to feel more organic when it comes to woods. I think just like less polished, right? So you're going to want to be using oaks, like white oaks or walnut, but not probably like a zebra or a super like high polished finish on a wood, right? You want to keep things a little imperfect, but yeah. So I think it's more just about keep like textural is probably nice. what you're thinking about. Um, what about, I know that you and your team have an initiative to be environmentally friendly and using green products. So I'd love to hear about that. And I, I also read in Business of Home about your consultation fee idea, which I love. So if you could just kind of talk about the environmental stuff you're doing as a company, I think it would be really interesting to hear. Yeah. So a few years ago, I just, my father was actually doing it. He was a periodontist and he wanted to give back to the community. So we figure out a way to give back with a one-to-one And I kept thinking, oh, I need to figure out a way to give back because I, like many people, sadly, I wasn't, I didn't become aware of it quick enough, but maybe four or five years ago, I realized, oh oh God, the earth is burning and we need to figure out how to make that stop. And then I realized that what we're doing is highly impactful and that we have an opportunity to help reduce waste just within ourselves, like in our own little firm. So we started thinking about it and realized, well, first of all, just sort of simple things we can do that the listener can do as well is rather than constantly be purchasing new product, we started looking a lot toward vintage. This is sort of before we figured out how to do our our actual give back. And so we kind of committed to trying to do about 80% vintage that year and also looking at clients' existing things to think of how we can use their pieces rather than just get rid of them, how we can reupholster them, refinish them, those sorts Mm -hmm. of So that was kind of like the beginning. And then people started telling me I should charge for my consultation fee as I was getting bigger because it would weed people out. And that just didn't feel right to me. For some reason, I just (laughs) kind of didn't also want to have to like give a whole bunch of advice the first hour because I tend to have to marinate on things anyway. And I thought, oh God, if I charge them, they're going to expect so much more. And I don't really want to deal with that. So I didn't want to do that. But then I did think, well, I am going for free and I could just charge a small fee and that could be a hundred, that could be donated, like fully donated. And that could be the way that we get back. So that's where, what we launched. And so we basically charge 250. I think we're upping it to 275 in the new year. You know, it's generally my rate. And so, and it, it's donated to one of four charities that, that switch yearly. Some we retain, if one hasn't done well, we might pivot and pick up a new charity. But the idea is that the person purchasing the consultation fee goes online and looks at the four charities in an, in an effort or in a hope that they might say, oh, wow, Charity Water, I hadn't heard of that, or Sierra Club, whatever it is, I'm going to start giving to that. Because we tend to be with more high net worth clients who can give way more than 250 or 275 ultimately. So that's sort of the goal in an effort to spread it. And then if they sign with us, we match it. Mm. Um, no, that's nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's sort of our effort. And then we also quarterly plant trees in an effort to offset our carbon footprint. So it's kind of fun. You can go on our site and there's like a little ticker. This We've planted this many trees. We've gotten this much to charity. And when there's 
a major, a catastrophic event, which has been often lately, will pivot. Like when Australia was burning that month, we gave only to Australia. Now that COVID's happening, we've been giving to um, children to feed children. So we also look at kind of, it might rotate with what's going on in the world. Right. And do you have all this information on your website? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really our effort is to show like small businesses that we can also make a big impact, you know, and like, I'm not going to make as big of an impact as PwC or, you know, Google, but (laughs) it all helps. So, and I think it's more conscious. And I think our whole team has lived more consciously because of that. That's so inspiring. I think I saw on your site that you've planted a few thousand trees. That's incredibly cool. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's fun. It reminds me of that. We used to plant trees for Israel. Do you remember that, Amy? I do remember that. We've known each other a long time. (laughs) And Zoe, where do you find your inspiration? Like what sources do you use? What websites? Like what Instagram feeds? Like how do you kind of keep reinventing? Because I see all the beautiful work that you have been putting out and um, all the press you've been getting. And I just, you know, it's always different and it's always fresh. And just how do you, what, what inspires you and where do you get it from? Oh, it's so funny. So I'm inspired. I would say I get into like black holes. Like I'm currently very inspired by Parisian design. Mm. So I'm that I'm in a Parisian moment where I think everything else sucks. And if it's not Paris, it does, it's not even worth it. And I get into the (laughs) deep holes in those things. And then I want everything to be this way. Um, but then I'll bore of that and I'll move on to the next thing. You know, I feel like when we worked together, it was Morocco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it's still Morocco. I don't like actually lose them. I just move on, but I hold on to them as like, they'll always live in my inspirational world. They just won't be quite as present or maybe at the forefront. So I think I just, um, I'm also very inspired by history. So I look back a lot at, um, designers from the past. And also I might look at like historic flooring or historic buildings to inspire how I do work. Art is a big inspiration for me, mostly with like color palette. And then I follow some people on Instagram who I think are doing really, really beautiful work and can be highly influenced by that as well. Would you say that like a starting point for someone, if they wanted to decorate a room is, is to, to what you said with art, if they have a great piece of art, they look there and they pull colors from that and that's how they'll get their palette for a room. Yeah, I think that's helpful. I, I think of it as a little more abstract where like you could, you could look at Pollock's or Rothko's or something like this and just be inspired by a palette. And that could set the tone for a room too. So you don't have to actually have the piece of art. Most of us aren't lucky enough to have a Rothko hanging on our wall. Um, But more sort of like that, I think fashion does the same thing. I find myself taking, I actually find myself taking a lot of photos. Like I I rewatched Mad Men recently and found a lot of color inspiration in um, Joan's outfits so I'll look at things like that too, right? And I'm like, oh, she's putting orange with the hot pink and oh yeah, right, I need to do this. And it doesn't always translate into interiors and it translates differently even when it does translate. So, you know, you have to consider that, but kind of more abstract in that way. Mm, I love that. So Zoe, do you just work in the DC area or do you work all over? All over. So we're currently working on an apartment in New York and in the city. And we have done place in the Hamptons, Florida. I'm working on another place in um, the North Fork of New York, um, of Long Island. 
Michigan and then the DMV, like um, Eastern Shore and Annapolis, like, you know, mm-hmm. like that. Have you seen a lot of good momentum in your business since all of this Corona stuff? Because I feel like so many people are focused on their home and making it um, better because they're actually having time to spend in it. Yeah. So sad. I mean, not sadly, I felt sort of guilty about <clears throat> it because we we have seen a spike in business and that was a little bit hard for me, actually. I felt yeah. guilty. And then I realized... Well, the world would be way worse if there weren't people thriving in this moment. And thriving is the wrong word, but if there weren't, if people's business, if some businesses, if all businesses were doing poorly, we would be in a much worse experience. So we make an effort because we feel very blessed in that, yes, that is true. More people are in their homes and we tend to work with a less affected population, mm-hmm. and so, which is unfair, I understand, but it's just the reality. And so we it's actually put us in a position where we work a lot harder to give back because of it. Over the holidays, we did like 500 sandwiches for Martha's table. And we've done that a few times. We've, we've donated as a team, like groceries and things like this. So we try and use that, but yeah, we have seen a spike in business. Yeah. And I love all the stuff that you guys are doing. Like we talked about before for the environment, but also just giving back in general, because to your point, you are, a small business and growing. And it is nice to see that small businesses can also make a difference. It's not just the big businesses and taking inspiration from you, people listening can do something in their own home or in their own business to make a difference because every little thing counts. So I love that. And I'll tell you, like speaking to the Nirvana thing, which I used to be afraid of things like this, like, oh, can I afford to give back? Can I, you know, all these sorts of things. And what it has shown me is the small bit that we give back because it's not that much, right? It's, it really isn't, um, has, it's grown our business so much. It's done so much because it establishes trust on the front end between us and the client where I am like, Oh, you're a good person. You're there's people who don't want to do the donation. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to work for you. Right. You're clearly terrible. So (laughs) right? are you serious? So, um, it weeds that part out. And then I think for the client, it's like, okay, so she's not also like a terrible person, right? She's doing something. So she's probably going to be pretty fair and like, she's a conscious person. And so I think that helps and to establish that trust. And I think also probably just karmically or like the whole energy thing, which I guess you guys are pretty into just like giving, right. You just end up receiving a lot back. You don't hold it so tight. Yeah. It feels so good. Yeah. And so I think you know, we don't overthink it and we just give and it seems to work out. So I would encourage wow. other people to do that. I, I have to say thank you for giving back as much as you guys are, because that's just really cool. It's, I mean, it's so inspiring to meet somebody that you are basing your business around such positivity and just helping the world. It's really, if I was to choose, if I had two designers in front of me and I liked both of their aesthetics, I would go with you hands down for that reason alone, much thank less you. your sparkling personality. <laughs> well, it all has to weave together, but yes, that was <laughs> the deciding vote. So before we get into our quick little wrap session with you, how do people get in touch with you if they want to reach out? There is on our website, there's an intake form. And so you fill that out and you tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about your project. And then we assess it to determine if it's a good fit for us. If it's not a good fit, we'll we have other designers that we like and we'll um, refer the client or the potential client to them. Um, Otherwise, yeah, we come out, we do the whole, you have to give money to the charity. Then we come out and we make a plan to come out and see you, but yeah, it's all through the website. Nice. 
Okay. So two quick questions before we wrap up. So what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? I was thinking about this. A hack? Wait, so can you give me an example of like a hack? Like, do I have to make it myself or what is No, it no, 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 no. Like a shortcut, like um, something you like do. Botox? And, <laughs> what? Like Botox? Yeah, yeah sure. Sure. That's a good one. <laughs> give me an example. I just actually saw something on TikTok because I get a lot of hacks from there where if you, you know how there's all these teeth whitening things and whatever, but if you just gargle with hydrogen peroxide, is hydrogen that peroxide um, and you mix it with water, it does the same thing. And it's like, you know, 10 bucks a bottle. Oh, no way. So I've been doing that. Yeah. So just. Oh, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, beauty hack. Because I'm like kind of a beauty, like I probably spend too much on beauty products. Um, yeah, me too. Do you have like a favorite beauty product? Okay. Yeah, so like I'm really into here. cleansing balms there. And I have like 7,000 of like drunken elephant does it. And I think it's called like one love or something, all these different products. And I think, um, beauty counter did it first where they have that. It's like oil based uh-huh. you on your face dry. And then you take it off with a washcloth and it's What's that called? a what balm, a cleansing balm. Oh, I haven't used it's that before. Dry. So you have, you put it on dry face and then, and kind of massage it in. Oh, sounds Sounds so relaxing and like super helpful. Um, I also think highlighter is very helpful, which I don't have on right now, but love a good highlighter. I love a good highlighter. I don't know. I did microblading recently. I didn't hate that. Microneedling or microblading? Microblading, I think, right? Or needle. I think it's blading. Do the eyebrows. Anyway. Oh. Okay. I'm here for all of that. I don't know, but I don't I know. Good at I, love it. I tend to spend too much money on that stuff. So yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I feel you on that one. Yeah, so I, and like, then, oh, I can't do the DIY part. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's more just like a shortcut or like something you love that just is like your, your go-to, oh, your holy grail cool. product, stuff like right. that. Get the cleansing balm, find it. Yeah. Somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going to look for one. Yeah, me um, too. And then how do you maintain your daily nirvana, your daily flow? Like how do you kind of Stay balanced. Yeah. Well, I used to do transcendental meditation. Mm. Wow. I did. I did the whole course. I did the whole thing. I did it for years and I loved it. Ever since I had children, that finding the 20 minutes twice a day is like impossible. So I don't do that anymore. Sadly, I will. I think I will take that back at some point, but I get up early, earlier than my family. And for me, that's helpful because it gives me an opportunity to either work out or to drink coffee alone and have no one bother me, or to take a steam shower, you know, something. Oh, steam shower. That's the joint too. If you guys don't have one of those and afford it, I didn't think I'd like it. All right. Um, but something like that, I think grounds me to start my day because otherwise I'm a pretty disorganized person in my brain, like meaning I have ADD. And if I, I don't, I, I'm not that regimented. And so I think having that little bit in the morning kind of starts my day and I can think through it. And otherwise I'll just dive in and miss like everything I was meant to do and do a whole bunch of shit I didn't need to do. So. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. You're kind of just getting up and like getting your mind straight for the day. I do the same thing. I love that. Yeah. 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 It's the best. Yeah. It's, it's worth every minute of sleep lost to wake up a little bit earlier. Yeah. And when I miss doing it, I notice a difference in my day. Yeah. Same. Yeah. That makes sense. What about you guys? What do you do for your Nirvana? 
I would say like movement every day, at least 20 minutes, like something, whether it's walking, working out, Pilates, running, anything, just some sort of movement makes me have a better day for sure. Um, also breathing exercises and meditation and things like that. What about you, Katie? I think catching a little bit of alone time throughout my day, if I can, you know, if I can get 20 or 30 minutes here or there throughout the day to just kind of reset and, and, you know, process my thoughts and like decompress, then I'm, I'm just, I'm a better mom. I'm a better friend. I'm a better wife. I'm, I'm just a better person. Cause I'm more in tune to myself and my needs and, and what I got to do to get through that day. Yeah. A long I'm time with- is crucial. Yeah. I'm totally with you on that and no guilt about that. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's self-care. You need it. So thank you for coming on the show. We, it's just so inspiring listening to you and it's good to, to hear you and see you at least virtually for now. It's been a while, but thank you so much for coming on. This was so great and so cool to hear about all the intricacies of what's happening and congratulations on all the success. And well, thanks, we'll talk thanks soon. For, for hanging out with me before I had all this great success. So you were yeah. a- you're an early adapter. You're an early adapter, exactly. <laughs> and you're now an honorary Nirvana sister. So yes, you are. Amy, I am super excited about this review because you know I'm obsessed with it. So go ahead. What do you have for us this week? So Zoe, I think you'll love this too. So there's a company um, that does weighted blankets called Barabee. And I found them a couple years ago. And it is, first of all, if you don't if you haven't experienced a weighted blanket before, it's just like having a big hug on you. It feels so amazing. And when you put it on, you feel it really calms you down. Like speaking of ADD, Zoe, it's like, <laughs> I'm see, like a lot of people that have ADHD or like focusing issues, like put this on them because it really calms you. And, and, um, it's, it's just, it, they say it's like a, the sensation of being cuddled lowers stress and anxiety because it reduces your cortisol. So it makes you feel calm and relaxed. So the reason why I like Barabee though, is because it has a beautiful design and it looks great in the home. So over a bed, over a sofa, it's like this big chunky knit and it's really soft and breathable because most of these blankets are like thick and heavy and make you hot, but this is super breathable. It's all natural, 100% organic cotton. It's also sourced ethically and sustainably. And the colors are gorgeous. I have a few of them. I have a light gray and a charcoal, and I have one in my bedroom and one in our guest room. And yeah, I mean, it says scientific research shows that sleeping under an evenly distributed weight brings a deeper, more natural sleep cycle. And that being cocooned releases serotonin, making you feel positively happy. So I love this brand and I'll let Katie talk about it too, because I know she does too. Um, yeah, the the Barabee blanket, I first used it when I was staying at Amy's house and I slept better than I think I ever have in my entire life. Wow. I got one as soon as we got home and I am like religious about sleeping with it. I think, you know, we've, we've touched on it before. I have uh, autoimmunity and it is, um, it affects my hormones. So like you said, how it, it lowers your cortisol. It also releases serotonin and dopamine. And I, I think that's the reason why I love it so much because my hormones are kind of screwed up in that area. And I just, I mean, I sleep like a rock. It's, it's, it's amazing. And it's also organic cotton. So it's really breathable, really soft. I love it. Yeah. And it's, and it's really pretty and like cozy. So that's my, my favorite and my product review of the week, but I thought you'd enjoy that. Zoe, maybe you could incorporate it into something you're doing. 
I actually have follow-up questions. Yes. Okay. Good. Ask, ask away. So is it like a throw that you incorporate just like on top of you with like a duvet or something else? Like how do you sleep with it? I'm, I'm on, of course, now about to buy one. So I'm trying to understand. What's yeah, yeah, yeah. They have different sizes. So I think they range from like $150 to to two fifty or so, right. depending on the size. So they have one for kids. They have one that's like they call a napper. So it's just kind of like if you're napping on the sofa, and then they have a bigger one that you could use in bed. It's not as big as a comforter. I don't even know how big it is, but it's probably good for one person. I would say one ish person. And then I just saw on their website today that they now have a comforter, but it's not the same material. It's just probably like a weighted comforter. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. It's tw- it can be up to twenty five pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you if you have the napper and you have it on your sofa and you just throw it there, it looks good, but then you put it on and watch TV and you're like, oh, this is so relaxing. It just enhances everything. Oh wow. I like feel like all children should have this. Yeah. 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 My kids love it. Yeah. The way that I sleep with mine is I put the sheet on and then the weighted blanket, which it is the one that I have is just my size. It's for me. And then if I'm still cold, I use the comforter that my husband's using. So it's great because he's a major like, you know, blanket hog all night long. I'm usually wrestling him for the blankets. And now I don't have to. So, so do you have a 15 or a 20 pound? I have the 15 and you have the 20. And I realize that I bought the wrong weight because I love the 20. I even think I would like the 25. If I get another one, I might do the 25. Yeah. Ooh. It's great. You'll love it, Zoe. It's right up your alley. This is exciting. (laughs) (laughs) And then before we close out, we also like to close with a mantra or kind of a saying of the week just to kind of, you know. Wrap it up nice. Yeah. So Katie, I think you have one. I do. I think this one is, is, if you take it in the literal sense, it's really um, apropos with having Zoe here. So may the space between where I am and where I want to be inspire me. Oh, that's simple, right? You know, you can use it, I guess, metaphorically, would that be the right word or literally? And I don't know, it just makes me think of us trying to build these beautiful spaces with Zoe's help today and living in a place that is peaceful and makes you happy let it inspire you right yes i love everything you guys are doing thanks thanks, zoe thank you so much and we'll talk soon let's talk soon bye guys thanks again thanks for listening to nirvana sisters for more information on this episode check out the show notes please subscribe and leave us a review also find us on instagram at nirvana sisters If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness and beauty so you don't have to. Bye.